Hey, what's going on, guys? DK back at you with another video here to break down the two-game uh, in-season tournament quarterfinal slate on DraftKings. If you're first time watching, I cover content for NBA, NFL, DFS, and for prop sites like PriceBooks, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Guys, if you're not on Parlay Play, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. But how it works is a player pop site. You're building out slips of player pops. All the sports listed are up here. And you can actually win up to 75x your money. They do have uh, some props already posted here for tomorrow. So if you guys are uh, interested, again, you can click that link down below. If you do click the link and deposit, it does help support the channel. So greatly appreciate that. And uh, yeah, if you guys are looking for more content for DFS or for prop stuff, you can check my Patreon link down below. Recapping uh, Saturday night. Well, it was an insane night. We went 4-0 uh, in underdog, 6-1 in prize picks. We have both our YouTube plays. The only miss, the only miss I had, Nick Claxon. At his over eight and a half rebounds, you better believe he gets in random massive foul trouble. Again, it's just more proof. There's not one human being on planet Earth that runs worse than me. Um, so, yeah, but I was just checking to see where I was at for pop stuff as we are uh, closing in at the end of 2023. Currently uh, at up 260 units. So if you're tailing all my place uh, since the start of the year uh, with $100 a unit, you'd be up $26,000. So... A massive year for 2023, and let's hoping to close it out strong uh, for the end or for the rest of December. Also, we can go over my lineup here from last night, and again, we're we're gonna add more proof or more facts to the statement that there's no one that runs worse than me. Um, so let's go over it. Uh, we obviously I went heavy on the Pacers without Halburn, played McConnell, played Nemhard, played Bruce Brown. Uh, and I was pretty sure that Kyrie Irving was not gonna play. I talked about this in the Patreon stream, how I thought that was an edge. To get to Luca, who would be lower on than he should be if we got late news. Well, we got the late news, and we got Luca at lower ownership than he should be, and he went for almost a hundred fancy points. That was an absolute smash. Also, had Nikola Jokic at low ownership go for eighty-five. Noel shoots two of ninety-seven at massive ownership, and this is where this is what I'm talking about, man. Grant Williams, big part of this rotation. This is what I'm talking about. Jason Kidd, too, man. Jason Kidd. They close with A.J. Lawson over Grant Williams. A.J., what is an A.J. Lawson? They close with him over Grant Williams. You might think, oh, DK, wow. Well, you, you were going to have a huge night, and you get so incredibly unlucky by Grant Williams just randomly playing 10 minutes. Um, no way you got any more bad luck, right? Wrong. Jaden Hardy way lower on than he should be. Five quick ones for him. Massive foul trouble for Hardy, and he barely plays because of random massive foul trouble. But way over on Seth Curry, that's in for Hardy and sees extended minutes. So I still had a good night, but man, if Grant Williams just plays normal minutes and Jaden Hardy doesn't get in random massive foul trouble, I'm probably a millionaire. I can probably retire. So um, that is the recap there, guys. Hope you had a good night. And uh, let's talk about this two-gamer. So... 100K to first, start off with Boston. No Porzingis. She shook at the starting lineup with Tatum, Brown, Holiday, White, and Horford. Uh, last game, Tatum got ejected. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're going to see big minutes for Boston. I think Boston's my favorite team to target on the slate at the moment. So the top two guys, Tatum and Brown, I like them both. They're in a great spot here against the Pacers. Again, Boston runs a tight rotation. The Pacers are probably the best matchup you can get in the NBA. So love Tatum at the top. I like Jalen Brown at 8.2K, good amount as well. The two main stars for Boston look good, and I like the mid-range quite a bit too. Drew Holiday, Derek White, I'm expecting mid-30s mitts from both. Sub-7K for Holiday, 6.6K for Derek White. They both look good. 
And Al Horford, I really like. Without Porzingis, should start the five. Should play low 30s minutes. He's averaging, you know, about 40 fancy points a game over the last three games. Like I said, this is a great spot. So I like all five starters here for Boston quite a bit. I do have some interest in some of these bench pieces. I think Hauser's intriguing at 4.5. In a competitive game, I would expect low 20s minutes. Um, if he's making shots, he does have a ceiling. But we know normally Hauser's relatively score independent. I also have uh, interest in Peyton Pritchard. 20-plus minutes now in four of the last five games. Uh, we know Pritchard is a guy that, you know, will be relative value usage will be on the court. He's not afraid to shoot. Uh, he can get some peripherals as well. And if the game does blow out, he will see extended runs. So, um, yeah, like Hauser, like Pritchard. I don't really know if I mess with the bigs, like the backup bigs. Uh, the issue is, like, they can go to Cornette. They can go to Kata. They can just, like, throw bodies out there. So, like, I'm not sure exactly where they're going to go. And they could just split. If you're confident, like, it's just going to be Cornette or it's just going to be Kata that you can take shots there. I don't know if that's the direction that I'm going to go. Um, you might see a little bit of Lano Banton as well, but probably not enough for me to play him. Let's talk about the Pacers. The Pacers, we have two big pieces of news. Halliburton, questionable. will be top and questionable. Now, my guess is the Halliburton plays. He sat last game with an illness. This is the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. So I think he's probably going to play. But um, if Tyrese Halliburton does not play, we know what's going to happen, right? You're going to get Nemhard and McConnell splitting the point guard duties, and both would be way underpriced. 4.1 for Nemhard would be one of the best values. 3.4 for McConnell would be a smash as well. And then just everyone else in the starting lineup will look way better if Halliburton is out. But again, I do think he plays. Also, Obi Toppin questionable. He's dealing with uh, an ankle sprain, so we'll see. Um, Obi Toppin's mints have ticked up. Another thing to note here, too, is without Jalen Smith, um, it hasn't been a full 48 split with Miles Turner and Isaiah Jackson. You've been seeing some small ball of Obi Toppin. So I don't want to mention that if Obi Toppin plays, um, he is intriguing because they have been playing some small ball with him. But um, back to the top, Halliburton, if he does play, I actually really like him at the top. Um, I would assume he plays big minutes, you know, close to 40 minutes. So I, I do like Halliburton a lot if he does play. Miles Turner, I'm kind of indifferent on. The minutes should see high 20s uh, or so. Uh, 7K feels priced about right. He is somewhat foul prone. I'm not saying you can't play him. But I just think he's priced, priced right. Uh, Buddy Heald, 6.5K. Uh, assuming Halliburton plays, I think he's a bit overpriced. The minutes have not been amazing of late, averaging, you know, high 20s at this price point. Eh, more of a contrarian play. Bruce Brown, again, I played him last late, uh, came through in a big way. Um, he's playable. Like, he he does look better if Halliburton's out, but he's relatively safe. Like, he's one guy outside of Halliburton. The one guy in the rotation I feel pretty good about minutes is Bruce Brown just because, um, again, the the uh, Carlisle trolls with, like, a lot of the other wings, but usually Bruce Brown's minutes are pretty pretty safe. So I think he's a pretty safe player in the mid-range. He's going to look better, though, if Halliburton does not play. Um, Obi Toppin, again, if he does play, I'm intrigued by him because the minutes have ticked up on him. And they have been playing some minutes with him at the five. Uh, Benedict Mathern had a big game last game, but again, that was with Halburn out. We know his minutes are just all over the place. Now, he does still have a ceiling. We've seen some big games from Matherin with Halburn in, but uh, yeah, just Carlisle's a troll with his minutes, so you just never know what's going to happen with Matherin minutes, but he is intriguing for tournaments. Aaron Naismith, 4.3K. I would assume we probably get low to mid-20s minutes from him. I think he's a reasonable value. Obviously, he would look better if there is no Halburn. Uh, Nemhard, even if Halliburton is in, I still think it's playable. He would play the backup point, would probably play around 20 minutes. He actually played similar minutes when Halliburton was in versus when he's out, just because he shot one of nine and they closed with McConnell. But Nemhard would still be a solid value here, even if, if Halliburton plays. Now McConnell would be out of play for me. I don't I think he'd be a DNP if if um Halliburton plays because he was a DNP the last couple games when Halliburton was in. Um and then Isaiah Jackson, so 
He is going to play some backup five minutes, but he hasn't been playing all the backup five minutes, right? Six and eight minutes over the last couple games. Now, he is a good point per minute guy. So if you wanted to take a stand on a small slate and say, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna take a shot on Isaiah Jackson. I'm going to hope that he plays all the backup five minutes and he plays like 15-ish minutes. Like that's, that's doable. And you never know, right? Miles Turner is very foul prone, but like I said, it's not a guarantee. Even if Turner gets in foul trouble, they could just try to go small ball. So um, yeah, there's still some risk, obviously, there with Jackson. And then that's it. I don't think anyone else will see the rotation. So let's talk about New Orleans and uh, Sacramento. So New Orleans, CJ and Trey Murphy both missed last game due to rest. They should be back here. Um, the main guys all look pretty similar to me. You got Zion at 8.7 in the competitive game. I would expect probably low to mid-30s minutes from him. Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum should play mid to high 30s minutes. Uh, 8.1 for Ingram, 8K for CJ. CJ, in this most recent game, played 38 minutes. So there's clearly no more limitations on on McCollum. So I have interest in all three of these main Pelicans. The issue I have is like on a small slate, trying to figure out, you know, which one I want to play. I think a lot of what I'm going to do tomorrow, uh, at least with these main Pelicans, is going to come down to ownership. So for example, like, let's just say, oh, I don't know, Brandon Ingram was a guy getting 40% ownership tomorrow and Zion and CJ were like 20%. Well, then I'm going to lean towards the guys that are lower owned. So I think all three of these guys look very similar to me with Zion, with Ingram and CJ McCollum. Another thing to note here, Jonas Valanciunas minutes have, have quietly been ticking up. 30-plus now in the last four games. We know he's over a fantasy point per minute guy. We know this is a good matchup. And there's no Larry Nance. The backup has been Cody Zeller, but they haven't been super confident playing Cody Zeller a lot of minutes. So I actually do like JV. I think he's my favorite play here on the Pelicans. Um, and again, it's a good spot here against uh, my boy Sabonis. The rest of the Pelicans, kind of tough to get to these wings. I think Herb Jones is still playable. Um, but feels priced about right. Trey Murphy is back. Um, I would expect him to play 20-ish minutes or so. I guess he's viable in tournaments. Guys like Daniels and Hawkins are out of play for me, assuming, again, uh, McCollum and and Murphy play, but I, I think they will. It's just rest. So Hawkins and Daniels are just overpriced. I don't think we can get to either of them. Najee Marshall's overpriced. Alvarado, I don't know what his minutes are going to look like with a fully healthy team. I mean, a couple games, he only played nine minutes. So that's like the downside, right? They have Dyson Daniels. They can throw some backup point guard mitts too. So not much else here. Cody Zeller, he'll get some backup five run most likely. Uh, he's been averaging about 12 minutes a game over the last three. If you want to take a shot at him, sure. Uh, maybe hope JV gets in foul trouble or something. But um, yeah, that's it for the Pelicans. And finally, the Kings. So uh, I like Sabonis. I like Fox. They're playing huge minutes. Uh, this is where the offenses run. So, like both the main guys here, Fox, again, is playing close to 40 minutes a game. So, uh, both the main Kings look good. Fox has been playing a little bit better of late. It'll be interesting to see, again, what the ownership difference is with him and Sabonis. The Wings, again, Murray, Herter, and Barnes, as they always say, they go with the hot hand. So, like, one of these guys most of the time does not close. Last game, it was Keegan Murray. only played 23 minutes. But it could very easily be Kevin Herter. It's been Herter a lot. It could very easily be Harrison Barnes. So, like, I always saw these Wings in a group, and it's like, they all look similar to me um, with Murray, with Herter, with Barnes. Now, Malik Monk. Even with a fully healthy team, his minutes have still been solid. But 28 minutes last game, um, we know the ceiling is there on him. So I'm intrigued by Malik Monk, uh, whose minutes have been pretty solid of late. Davon Mitchell is questionable. Even if he plays, I don't think we have to go there. Trey Lyle is actually somewhat significant. Um, he missed last game due to right ankle sprain. If he misses, change up the rotation a little bit, because then uh, McGee plays the backup five. And then... Um, the Wings probably play a little bit more. If Trey Lyles plays, I think you should probably expect high teens minutes from him. Would be a decent value play. If he misses, JaVel McGee becomes playable. We know he's over a fantasy point per minute player. Would most likely just play whatever Sabonis does not play. So McGee would be viable here if there's no Trey Lyles. And then Vezinkov at 4K um, probably sees 15 or so minutes. Duarte, 
I'll probably see some minutes, but I don't think enough for me to consider him on this slate. All right, guys, so that's a wrap for the video. I know it was a shorter one, but again, only two games. I believe we have another two-gamer on Tuesday and then a big slate Wednesday, another two-game slate Thursday, and I think a big slate Friday. I believe that's the schedule. But um, yeah, as always, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'll try to get a video up for prize picks. If not, I'll be posting some stuff on Twitter. But thanks again for watching. We'll see you all in the next one.